Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day, or more likely Ole Miss every day because it's a lifestyle. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast alongside Tom Vanderford. We're going to talk about Ole Miss opening up fall camp. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited about fall camp opening finally. Yeah, yeah, and, and and if you're like me, you're just like trying to get all of the information you can from every source out there and just trying to figure out what has been going on. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's strange. I, I have one really good source who won't say anything, so <laughs> they're kind of hush-hush on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And honestly, we're still a couple of weeks before you even being able to tell anything about the defense. Right. Yeah, they're, they're conditioning and all that good stuff now. But it's just – it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you should be massively excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost Kath and Ate the Canary type smiling, walking around like you yep. know something's up. That yep. That is kind of the situation it feels like to me right now. I, me too. I think we're three deep everywhere but safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that some of those corners may, may move. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Just like you've said before, I think the, the big – addition on the defense that a lot of people aren't thinking about is Sunterian Parkins. I think he can play a plethora of positions within this defense. He's a special player. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, Wayne Kiffin spoke to the media on media day for Ole Miss, which was Thursday and just completely unprompted a couple of times. He kept talking about the way the team finished way the team finished and not a single reporter in that room picked up on the fact that he kept saying that over and over again. So he obviously wanted to talk about it. Uh, but I feel like this is just a not so secret motivating factor for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss football team. Oh, definitely. And I like that he took, he took ownership of that finish and said a lot of it was, was on his shoulders. Um, not having the team ready to play, not having the team focused. And I don't think we'll have that problem this year. I think he's uh, he's, he's he's financially good to go and his kids love it in Oxford. And I think he's going to be more focused and not distracted at the end. There's no doubt in anyone's mind he was distracted towards the end of the season. And, and that showed with the team, uh, obviously, they're um, – going down the stretch, but that team last year and this team this year are so totally different. We, we didn't have depth at quarterback. You know, we had banged up running back depth. Uh, You know, we were, you know, we didn't have the depth we do now on the offensive line. It's just, it's a totally different team, Uh, totally different defense, totally different defensive coordinator and staff for the most part. And, these guys are professional professionals. You look at their resumes, and um, we've got a really good coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. And when you and, 
you put a really good coaching staff together with the the type of athletes we have. I'm not saying we're going to win all the games, uh, you know, but I will say this. Even the Georgia game, I think we will be in the game. I think we uh, have an opportunity to be very competitive in the game, and we'll see what happens. You know, when you look at Ole Miss's schedule, and I'm just going to be real, ESPN FBI has this over a 60% probability favorite in nine of the 12 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are severe underdogs in the other three. The closest being LSU, which LSU is like a 61% probability favorite. So if you want to say Ole Miss has toss-ups their way, you have to put the LSU game as a toss-up in as well. So I, I think it's more of a situation where there's there's a, just a clearly defined pattern where Ole Miss should be favored to win nine, um, should be underdogs to lose three. But I think that going into even those three games, Ole Miss fans have a reason to, like barring injury and other extenuating circumstances come up, they should think they have a shot. They at least have a puncher's chance. Oh, exactly. Well, you know, we've got LSU at home, so mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and you know, LSU is a rival game and then, you know, Georgia, who knows, who knows, uh, you, we've got a puncher's chance for sure. Uh, they're, uh, they have, they're loaded at quarterback, but, uh, unproven at quarterback, um, uh, running back They're They're, they're not as proven as they have been in the past. You know Kirby Smart is going to have a good defense. He's got the best defense money can buy. Uh, Literally. Oh, I said that out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, it is it's in Athens. But you know, I I give us a puncher's chance in that one, and and the and the as a matter of fact, I give us a puncher's chance against Georgia more than I do against Alabama, really? just because of. I don't know. I've been an Ole Miss fan for so long, and I've seen us gypped out of so many Alabama games. I just, you know, I don't feel good about that one at all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, it, we can compete with those guys. You know, it, Alabama's and Georgia both, they're, they're quarterback on offense runs, runs the offense, and they're both replacing multi-year starters at that position, so – there are going to be some growing pains there, no matter how good they are or who they put in there. Yeah, can you believe, um, like, there was a special teams coach that went from Alabama to Texas and they asked him, what is it going to be like playing in Tuscaloosa? And he answers, like, it's just going to be like Kansas with, with more people. <laughs> it's like, why would you poke that bear? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, you know, Texas uh, – if Texas quarterback didn't get hurt last year, they'd have put a hurt on Bama in Texas. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they just uh, – it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, on my on my other show, SEC After Dark, I made the comment that they were two plays away from being undefeated and playing for a national title, and they were two plays away from being eight and four and going to the Music City Bowl. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So, you know, and like I said, they had Tua last – or not Tua, shut up, Tom. Uh, goodness gracious, man. Sometimes this chemo brain just kicks me in the rear end. I apologize. They had Young last year at quarterback, and 
And I, I saw Milrow a little bit when Young got dinged up and uh, Milrow's got some work to do. They may have some other kids. I got some kid in the portal, but it's a, uh, that's why I'm so excited about us. Jackson Dart has a full year in the system. I, I would suggest to people to go back and look at the difference between corral the first year in the system and corral the second year in the system. Now, I'm not equating Dart to corral, but they have similar uh, toolboxes available to them. I think, to be honest with you, I think that Dart has more weapons than Corral had. Um, In 2021, definitely. Yes, yes. And from what I little I am I am hearing, uh, the La Tech receiver looks really good. Uh, so that's 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 a positive. And you know, Dart's looking good. I heard Aiden uh, Aiden and Santarian also are really showing out early. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Aiden's the real deal, man. I was mm -hmm. so glad we got him. I mean, we all know Centurion's the real deal, but if you go back and look at, at Aiden's abilities and his, you know, his camps and so on and so forth, he's awesome. Yeah, he looked he looks smooth whenever you now you don't have much. You have about three minutes worth of highlights and then what else whatever else is out there that other people shot that was not on that original three minutes of highlights. That right. That's really how much we get to see camp. Right. So, but you look at Aiden and everyone that he was on there, he had the catch of the day. He was unbelievably smooth. When you look at people run and they just look effortless, like they're running across a cloud, that, exactly. that's, that's a dead giveaway. And Aiden Williams was doing that. Yeah. That, that he's, he's going to be wonderful. He's, mm -hmm. he, I see him playing a lot as a true freshman. I really do. I see him and Suntarian playing a whole bunch as true freshmen. And Riscano. Riscano's the other oh, freshman they mentioned. Good choices, yes. Yeah, he, he, you know, uh, Bentley has his own skill set, and it's a little bit different uh, from Quinchon, but everything I've watched on Riscano is he looks a whole lot like number four on the field, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and whenever he plays and he gets growing and grows into it, he's going to look more like Zach Evans than Quinshawn Judkins. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and and I'm just waiting on the that switch to flip with him. Yeah, the future's bright, man. The future. Yeah, before before we get out of here, though, the one thing I want to notice is Jackson Dart. You can tell he's put some work in in the off season. Oh yeah, he did yeah. the same thing Corral did with the whole body it, transformation exactly. thing. Exactly. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna help with his durability in the season. Mm -hmm. I hate to beat a dead horse, but the great thing about that is if he does get nicked up, uh, we've got two really good backups. Yeah, well, three because Austin Simmons actually made the video reel yesterday as well. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> can you believe that kid's what seventeen? Uh -huh. He's already a junior in college. I mean, you know, credits wise. Yeah, oh. just just slinging the ball around the yard is oh. absolutely nuts. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Apparently, DJ Holmes made it. Saw a picture of him. Oh, good, good, good. Mm -hmm. I was worried about him. Mm -hmm. That's and so we'll see what he does. But I mean, yeah, P Pahokee's representing at Ole Miss this year. Oh yeah, Pahokee, Florida. Mm -hmm. And 
I haven't driv- driven through there, but it's like right on 27, about an hour and a half away from where I am. Uh-huh. So eventually, eventually, whenever I drive down to Miami, I'll go through it. So I get to see what oh. the muck is all about. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So should be really good. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Ole Miss, every single day. Tommy, thank you, man. Um, we will do this again next week. That was wonderful, man. Hotty toddy, everybody. Hotty toddy. <laughs>